Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Here's a story about what it can be like to work for the government. Brendan Donahue used to work as a debt compliance officer for Centrelink, which in Australia is part of the government-run healthcare insurance industry. That basically means he worked for their version of Medicaid and spent all day calling people who their computer system said owed a debt. And like every other workplace, there were benchmark performance numbers to be met, meaning he had to complete 10 calls a day. Below that, and you were marked as not performing up to standards and were written up or just plain fired. Donahue told a newspaper in Perth that his boss took to posting on a whiteboard in the call center details about who was performing well and who was below acceptable performance. As you might expect, there was just one problem. Because Donahue is completely blind, he had no way of seeing it. He's now lodged a formal disability complaint saying he was fired for non-performance even though they didn't give him the right tools to work with in the first place. I like the idea of the board, though, Cliff, to let people know where you're at. Right. We should have one of those here. We should have one of those here. (laughs) How do you think that would work out? Oh, that would... Whoa. That would make the natives restless. Wow. Uh Yeah. Well, welcome to the Morning Road Show. My name is Weed. I'm a man whose morning breath... Once caused a flock of migrating geese to lose their way. Today, though, <laughs> you remember that day. I do, I do yes. yes. <laughs> I'm a little bit giddy this morning because yes. today is mm-hmm. National Radio Day. Really? Yes. It's National Radio yes. Day. Yes. We're celebrating the wonderful invention of radio. Okay. I worked hard yesterday after we yeah. got off the air and came yeah. up with a list of radio facts okay. for a wonderful friends listening this morning and okay i had about 15 facts on that list cliff <laughs> and i thought that's a bit much okay we need to you know cut that down a little bit right. for yeah. time considerations and so i cut it down to one fact it's the only fact i believe really? you cut you... away all of them except one yes okay <laughs> i think this is the only fact you really need to know about okay. radio okay everything yeah. that they did yeah on WKRP in Cincinnati, yep. is right on the money. You are absolutely right. Except for <laughs> receptionist. That usually doesn't happen. Also true. But otherwise... Mm-hmm. It's nails. It's nails. <laughs> we, the world of organized crime is one that has long been the subject of movies, TV shows, and books. Some of it has been fact. Some of it, of course, fiction. But this tale is all true, and it tells the story of how a man named... Carlos Rafael fell from power. The New Bedford, Massachusetts man has been in federal prison since 2017 for tax evasion, money smuggling, and other crimes. But hanging over the head of that community was what was going to happen to all the people who worked for him and all of the assets under his control. That was resolved yesterday when the feds announced Rafael and his attorneys have agreed to a $3 million settlement, along with forfeiture of all his commercial assets, and a promise that he never again participate in any of the activities related to the crimes he was convicted for. It's worth noting that the federal agency that went after said criminal was 
the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, because Dude ran a large commercial fishing operation, more than 25 boats, and was convicted of a wide variety of fishery violations, including having his captains misreport the count and species of their catch, thus violating federal quotas for some types of fish. And all of the extra money he made was smuggled to Portugal. And thus ends the reign of the kingpin fishermen they called the Codfather. <laughs> oh, they did not. No, go. they totally did. They told. They yes. called him the Codfather. Well, there was an MSNBC special about him. That's where he was called the Codfather. <laughs> oh. You better be tough if you're going to prison with that name. The Codfather. Yes. <laughs> Somebody will wake up with a dead fish in their bed. Well, the Wisconsin family that found a live frog in their store-bought salad. <laughs> I saw that. Yes. Yeah. I believe, Cliff... It was organic salad. You, yes. Way, yeah. I believe they've named the frog Crouton. <laughs> I'm not sure of that, but I think that's what I read. They named the frog Crouton, keeping him as a pet. And really? I find this whole story mm-hmm. a little hard to believe, Why personally. Is Why is that? I mean, a Wisconsin family yeah. actually having a salad. I've seen a lot of Packer games. <laughs> you don't see a lot of salad eaters I in the stands? I don't see a lot of salad eaters standing around in the stands. And I'm not saying anything about them because I don't eat it either. Yeah. By no means. Yeah. But I'm just saying, to find a Wisconsin family that... <laughs> I thought you were going to say they named him Crouton because he was just as crunchy as a breadcrumb. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't going to say it because of that. Energy Star is, uh, well, a EPA program, Cliff. And right. Perhaps uh, you saw this on the Internet, and people are going nuts about it. Okay. They're trying to promote yeah. energy conservation. Right. So they've published, like a set of guidelines, how TVs and computer monitors and a wide variety of products that we use every day, how they should all be designed to make best use of power. Yes. And they've also came out with yeah. where you should set your thermostat during the summertime hours. Oh, really? Yes. They're telling us how comfortable we should be. That's right. Okay. And they say when you're home, yeah. you should set your thermostat yeah. at 78 in the summer. Okay. 85 when you're not at home. <laughs> and at nighttime, yeah. a comfortable yeah. 82. 82? 82. 82. At night? Yes. Really? Which would be a lot like sleeping at the Amazonia at the Mesker Park no Zoo. No kidding. It's wow. like a giant greenhouse, basically, is what that is. 82. I can't imagine. In the summer, trying being, to sleep. Yeah, being a 82. If you think we have trouble now sleeping, <laughs> 82. Yeah. I'll guarantee you, if people would do that, yeah. the folks at Bounty would come out with a life-size mm-hmm. Bounty towel. You could just wrap yourself <laughs> up in it and absorb, absorb yourself. Absorb the sweat. And just absorb right. yourself at night. <laughs> You know, I think Mercy. I would I think I would have so many fans running that it would counteract whatever energy savings I was get by the having the air conditioner run less. That's just dumb. <laughs> it's just dumb. There is no one going to do that. Absolutely no, no one is no. going to do that. I can't I, I, whoever runs this energy star program, I mean they're, they're all federal government employees, right? Yes. Let's go into their house and see where their thermostats are set. 71. That would be my guess is yeah. where they got them at. That's way too cold though. I'd freeze to wear sweats possibly one of the finest human beings in the entire area yes of course i'm talking about jenny chesner from oakland city cliff whose daughter was kind enough to bring in cookies for you and i yeah as we help celebrate national bacon lovers day yeah 
genie baked us. Yeah. Oh. What are these cookies? There's a whole bag of them. I mean, it's it's one of the largest bags of cookies we've ever received. And it's full of bacon wait, cookies. Wait, wait, wait. These yes. are baked. Hold on. Oh. Time not- out. There's going to be a time out here while I'm just... Yeah. Get your nose out of the bag. That is nasty. I had to smell them. Could you smell the bacon? You can smell the bacon. (sighs) Thank you, Jeannie. Wow. That is very nice of you. (laughs) We will be devouring them starting about 8.30 this morning. I don't think... (laughs) Or maybe earlier. I'm going to go with 7.42. Well, okay. (laughs) I don't know if she knew, Cliff, that it was National Bacon Lover's Day. Yeah. But I'm so glad that she brought those in. Her daughter brought them in yes. for her. Yeah. And I am going to observe mm-hmm. this special day later yeah. on today. Oh, you are. By ordering a double decker BLT <laughs> sandwich. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Double decker. Okay. And then I'm going to immediately take the lettuce and tomato off of the sandwich yeah. and throw it in the trash can where it belongs. <laughs> Because I like my bacon sandwich with nothing on it. But bacon. And yeah. about a half an inch thick Miracle Whip on both pieces of bread. And that's all I want. And you can't hardly order that yeah. at a restaurant. Yeah. Because when you order a double-decker BLT, yeah. they always go, well, you want extra lettuce and tomato? I don't want any of that. <laughs> and they look at you. Like, what are you, nuts? Like you've, yes, like yes. you stabbed somebody in their establishment. <laughs> Don't judge me. I like my bacon the way I like my bacon. And I like it with Miracle Whip coated all over it. And I'm about to find out in 14 seconds if I like it in a cookie. I don't know whether I've ever had bacon I, I, in a cookie. I can't say that I have. I've had chocolate-covered bacon, which is pretty darn good. So now we're going to have cookie-covered bacon. Ah, oh, yeah. This is going to be great. We, this story continues to offer evidence that people will steal anything, anytime, and anywhere, even if they don't know they are stealing. Sardinia is an idyllic island in the Mediterranean and is close enough to Italy that tourists frequently will take their car, driving onto a ferry for the last few miles of the trip over to the island. The Sardinians, while welcoming tourism, remain firm in their desire to protect the beauty of their country and their land. That's why a French couple taking the ferry home after their vacation now faces six years in prison. Because one of the things that's considered the most beautiful part of Sardinia is the white sand on the beach. And this couple tried to leave the island with 92 pounds of it in their trunk. Vacationers say they were taking it home for a souvenir. 92 pounds of souvenirs. The government says sand is theirs a public asset, and the couple has been charged with theft of public property. <laughs> because they took sand. I don't know what you would do with that much sand, though. I have no idea. I mean, a little bottle, maybe, I could see. I can't. <laughs> and then you have to pack it around with you. For you got a... Yeah, you got a pound sand. Uh, yeah. Pound sand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We continue to celebrate National Radio Day yes. here on the Morning Road Show. And mm-hmm. Well, Cliff, you yes. know that tone that you always hear for the emergency broadcast signal? Yeah, the thing. Yes. Yeah. Now, yep. you may not know it, yep. but the FCC is very particular 
about when you can and can't <laughs> put that sound out. Yes. You can't just willy-nilly do it. Right. Like we couldn't do it right now just to give you an example of what it sounds no, like. No, no, because when we set it off, it triggers other radio stations' equipment that's monitoring it. That's so correct. vice versa. We, we monitor other stations for the tone, and if they set it off, it would interrupt what we're doing and do what they're doing. <laughs> and not only does that does that apply to radio, it yep. also applies to TV. You've heard it on your TV set yes, before. Yes, that's correct. Now, what you hear is a test. It's, well, it's announced as a test. Yes. But uh, ABC yeah. recently, Cliff, yeah. paid a fine of almost $400,000 <laughs> after Jimmy Kimmel yeah. illegally used that emergency broadcast tone during one of his uh, sketches. On his TV show. $400,000. Now, you yeah. know that you're a big star if you can make a $400,000 mistake and your employer yeah. gladly picks up the tab and says, that's okay. That's okay. Let's just roll on to the right. next day. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, yeah. I'm thinking if I make a $5 mistake this morning, by the afternoon, I'll be at Menards filling out an application somewhere. <laughs> Cliff, once yeah. again, mm-hmm. our listeners have come to the uh, forefront to help us out. You're absolutely right. There's the text message there. Yes. Kelly is having a problem on Facebook yep. and in her personal life with horseflies attacking her children while they're trying to swim. Yes. And here comes the answer that says, dish soap spray. Okay. Add four tablespoons of dish soap, two cups of white vinegar, add a cup of warm water, Shake it all up, right. and when you spray it on the horse flies, they die instantly. I've never heard of that before in my I've, life. I've never heard of that either. But it's it makes sense. Guaranteed to kill the horse flies instantly. So there you go. Or you could go the route of the other text message that we got. I don't know if I saw that or not, Cliff. <laughs> I was answering that um, one. It says, "Not sure if it's a coincidence." But I've had luck. When I put on my thong and get in the pool, everything seems to leave. Signed, Nick from Otwell. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, if you're listening, I apologize for that. Everyone else that's listening, I apologize for that. You would have thought that we would have already known this, but I wrote it down just so I won't forget. What is it? In the future, yeah. never take advice from Nick from Otwell <laughs> or Ralph the truck driver. <laughs> well, clearly we know what Nick from Otwell said. When he gets in the pool with his thong, everything leaves, <sighs> including the horse flies. Yes, and you heard the uh, voice what, message wait, wait, from wait. Ralph. <laughs> what did he say? Take a bunch of poo and put it opposite of where your swimming pool is. Oh, and all the flies will go to the poo. Yes, we're not. No, no, no. <laughs> I like the soap, vinegar, and warm water. Well, that's the solution right there. You think so? Yes. Although now, poo sounds pretty interesting. No, it doesn't sound interesting at all. Now, Cliff. What? Every day. <laughs> yeah. I believe. Yeah. All of us obsess about something. Sometimes for a two or three days in a row. Well, no, There's I totally understand. Right, on. you get this thing stuck in your head, and you can't relax until you're able to put that to rest. Yes, and so we want to yep. know what is obsessing you this morning. Yep. And we're going to give you tickets to the Palestine Rodeo. Okay. Labor Day weekend. Yep. You've got your choice on the thirtieth, thirty-first, or the first, which is a Friday, 
Saturday or Sunday. Okay. You call us up right after this from Randy Travis. Tell you what you're obsessing about this morning, and we're going to make you our next winner on the Morning Road Show. What's your obsession this morning? Let's go to the phone line. Hi, who's this? This is Scott. Scott? Yeah. What's your last name, Scott? Ellerman. And where you live? Carlisle. Okay, what are you obsessing over today? Well, probably breakfast. I've not eaten yet this morning, and <laughs> I'm a little hungry this morning. Yeah. What's made you so late, Carl? Scott. Scott. Is Scott. Scott. He's from Carlisle. Yes. Scott, okay, how, what's Scott. made you so late? Well, I I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I get up, I start work at 5, and I'm just, I don't know. I'm going to have to stop here in a little bit. I, I do a lot of driving, and I'm going to have to have to grab me something here okay. in a little bit. All right. Well, Scott... Tell me this. What is your perfect breakfast? Probably biscuits and gravy. Definitely. You're a good man, Scott. Very good. Well, which ticket would you like on the Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? Uh, Let's do Saturday, please. You like Saturday. All right. We've got your name on it, Scott. You can drop by our studios at Country 98.1 and have fun at the rodeo, okay? All right. Appreciate it. Thank Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Scott, for now making me obsess about a little bit of breakfast myself. A, that does you, sound good, doesn't it? Biscuits and gravy? Does that not sound good? I haven't good? had biscuits and gravy in a good while. I haven't either. I'm not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole, that <laughs> call that came in. Still talking about horse flies and how to rid and them. How to get rid of horse flies. And Linda sent that message yes, in, and so I'm like... you're not going to talk about it. No. But I will. Oh, mercy. <laughs> I don't think, though, anyone's going to uh, stuff clover up their backside to get rid of the horse flies. I, don't, I think they attached it. <laughs> well, I hope they attached it. Wow. <laughs> and then they couldn't fly. Yeah. That would be an all-day job right there. It would be. I don't want to touch a horse fly. <laughs> you don't? No. I mean, I don't really think that I do either, but I don't want one touching me. I know that. <laughs> Stuck clover up there. I don't know. <laughs> I never heard of that before. I've never heard of that either. Guess it works. Can't let this pass, Cliff, on National Bacon Lovers Day. Yep. Tyson Foods mm-hmm. is now recalling frozen chicken patties because they may contain foreign substances in there. <laughs> okay. Now, even if it didn't contain a foreign substance, yeah. they should recall anything that's called frozen chicken patties. Anything. <laughs> What do you got against chicken patties? I, the whole concept of that <laughs> is just like foreign to me. Right. I just, right. So. <laughs> I just don't like the idea of that. Would you, would you, would you eat a, like a fried bologna sandwich? Would I? Yes. Yeah, but that's the same thing. Uh, no, <laughs> no. It's the meat processed the same way. I'm not a big this chicken is, fan, yeah, but it well, has to that. look somewhat like a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> somewhat like a chicken. As, as opposed to like bologna looking somewhat like a pig or a cow. No, but chicken is different. <laughs> no, it's not. The chicken needs the to look thing. somewhat like a chicken whenever you're eating it. <laughs> not just pressed down, flat, and fit right, on a bun. Which is, which is bologna. But with a different animal. But we're, it's a chicken. <laughs> the chicken has to look like a chicken. No, it's the same thing. It's just a different animal. Speaking of that, Cliff, yes. day 21, yeah. I still have my chicken at home. Really? 
Well, the time is here. It's time for Take It to the Bank. Okay. And today, Cliff picked Bob Ross. Yes. If you remember Bob Ross, he was on PBS TV for many years. Mm-hmm. And in less than 30 minutes, he could basically create a picture right before your That's eyes. That's right. He painted in oil, and he went at went to town in 30 minutes. It was a pretty darn good painting. It was he a pretty was good frequently painting. Frequently a landscape. Yes. But it was pretty good. Yes. And Bob Ross made 1,000... 143 of these paintings during his career on PBS. Okay. The majority of these paintings are stored at the headquarters of Bob Ross Incorporated in Virginia. Hmm. And his business partner says they don't have any plans to sell any of them because, quote, that wasn't really Bob's thing. (laughs) Now, Cliff, those are words to remember. That really wasn't Bob's thing. Okay. Because as we sit here this morning celebrating National Radio Day. Yes. That is kind of our motto. That's not our thing? Good radio. Oh. It's really not our thing. Because, you know, his estate would, would... being the on the hook to make a ton of money by selling all those paintings. Yes. But that's not his thing. That's correct. So basically, when you say that relates to us, making a ton of money is not our thing, according to the boss, anyway. <laughs> and all of that, <laughs> yeah, you can take to the bank. You're on the morning yep, road, Joe, with Weed and Cliff. Take it to our bank, because we're overdrawn. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Throw some cash in there, if you would. End me your ear. We tried it yesterday. It was yes. somewhat successful. I think if we do it more, people will get more accustomed to doing it. There's a certain group of people who are on our Facebook page, but not everyone is. But this is, if you want to participate, go to our Facebook page, Weed and Cliff in the Morning. At 9.30, came up just a few minutes ago, Yes, we asked people to vote or to turn in suggestions for the last song they hear today. Before 10 o'clock. Right. In me your ear. In me your ear. And we've had a lot of suggestions, and we just randomly pick somebody, so don't yep. take it personal. No. I know a lot of folks take things personal on Facebook. <laughs> no, we, don't we take don't, it personal. We don't mean it that way at all. Not at all. We yep. just grab somebody's song, and we play it, and uh, yep. highlight that one as we uh, mm-hmm. say goodbye for the day. In me your ear. Misty picked that one out for yes, us. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you, Misty. Cliff, anything said today? Yes, there are phrases of the day, but before we do the phrases of the day, oh. I just want to pause once again to remind everyone that it is National Radio Day. Yes. And historically speaking, we can only imagine. Of course, Marconi was in, con, invented wireless radio transmission. That's true. You can only imagine the excitement that he realized when he knew that his invention was going to work. Now you can imagine his disappointment when he realized that this is all we did with it. It's true. <laughs> Sad but true, Cliff. Well, what was said? Phrases of the day start with number three. We stuck clover up their backsides. <laughs> number two. It has to look basically like a chicken. <laughs> and the number one morning roadshow phrase for today. For everyone else that's listening... I apologize for that. (laughs) Is it any wonder that Marconi hates us, Cliff? Is it any wonder? If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message.
Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.